you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football. We are presented, as always, by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Monday, November 27th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There is Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. It's a Monday after the week. most of the Week 12 games have wrapped up. Monday Night Football still awaits between the Vikings and the Bears. But it is also a Monday morning that uh, has some breaking news to it, as the Carolina Panthers, who now are 1-10 on the 2023 NFL season. They are last in their division, last in the NFC. The Carolina Panthers, who had selected Bryce Young with the number one overall pick in the spring, they have let their head coach, Frank Reich, go. Ian Rappaport with more. That's right. After a 1-10 in 10 start and really lack of development at the quarterback position, that's the most important thing here. Owner Dave Tepper makes the decision that Frank Reich has been fired. This news coming this morning. The Carolina Panthers just making the official announcement. After less than one season, Frank Reich now becomes the second NFL coach this season to be fired. And there was so much hope with Frank Reich and his high-powered coaching staff and so much excitement with Bryce Young, the talented, cerebral, number one overall pick. None of it worked. I think it was pretty evident early that this may not exactly be uh, what anyone signed up for, just not an imaginative offense, frustrating game management. Yesterday was as good an example as any, just did not work out the Carolina Panthers' way, most of it uh, from their own doing. So now Frank Reich officially out, spoke with owner David Tepper this morning to learn the news. Chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator, he will now be the interim coach. He's had some experience, did it in Chicago. He now takes over. Uh, meanwhile, Jim Caldwell, who has been assisting the organization in a variety of ways, he now becomes a special advisor to this offense uh, to assist Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator, and just try to get this thing going, try to get Bryce Young right. And, of course, once again, for the second offseason in a row, the Carolina Panthers embark on a new head coaching search. 
Yep, Ian Rappaport, thank you so much. They now are in line behind the Raiders as the second team in the NFL who have let their head coach go. Panthers off to a curious start, not what they wanted, especially considering what other rookie quarterbacks have done to start this season. Peter, you have a relationship with David Tepper. You understand what the hope was for the Panthers and how they wanted this season to go. Obviously, the Frank Reich-Bryce Young pairing was just, it ain't it. I think I have a better relationship with Frank Reich. So yeah. to, to see him get fired this short in the season, of course, it's shocking. Look, there were only five coaches fired last year, only five new coaches hired. Mm. Um, I think this is one of those years it could be a bloodbath. And mm. in a lot of ways, I think Carolina ripping the Band-Aid off now and getting their work done so they can see what's going to be attractive to them by the end of the season. You look at this coaching staff that they assembled. Frank Reich is at the top of it, and he's very well compensated, and he's going to get paid out because it's guaranteed money. They brought in Jim Caldwell. They brought in Thomas Brown. They brought in Evero. They brought in Deuce Staley. They brought in D'Angelo Hall. They brought. It was an all-star coaching staff, and the whole concept was let's give Bryce Young the best coaches possible so that he has success out of the gates. It could not have gone worse through 11 mm. games for Bryce Young. The only thing he's got is his health. I mean, other than that, he's yeah. taken steps back. He looks like he's nervous out there. He doesn't look like he's himself. Certainly not the Alabama guy. So to me, I, I, you know, not speaking of David Tepper yet today, looks like they're ripping the Band-Aid off and saying this is not a product that is worthy for our fans. We cannot keep on trotting out this product. Someone needs to take the blame. So does the head coach. You could say, well, who would do that? It's unlimited money, guys, so it's 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 not on the salary cap. Like he didn't like it. He can get rid of it. It's his team. Yeah. Whether or not that makes it an attractive place to want to coach if you're the next aspiring head coach, that's another story. I can tell you this. They were excited about Frank Reich and they were really excited about the staff. I can go back as recent as the combine and talking to people around Carolina and being like, even if Bryce Young's not ready to come out of the gates, or even if CJ Stroud at the time is not ready to come out of the gates, we have the staff of veteran coaches mm. and leadership that can do it. And Frank is the perfect guy. He wasn't the perfect guy. Mm. And in a weird way, I almost appreciate just ripping the Band-Aid off now, being done with it, and let's moving on. Because I don't know if it was going to change in the next few weeks anyway. Yeah, it's so crazy. Just 11 games. Like, that was it. And you think about last year, Matt Rule was fired. Steve Wilkes took over. And there was some success. Players loved them. They got this all-star coaching staff, 11 games. Urban Meyer lasted 13 games. It's insane to see Frank Wright being fired after just 11 games. But to your point, Bryce Young seemed like he was regressing throughout the season. Sacked 37 times. That's the third most in the NFL. So there were a lot of question marks going on. And I guess to your point, if you're going to fire him at the end of the season, why not start to search now and start to figure things out? Chris Tabor taking over, a guy I was with in uh, Cleveland, a really good special team coach, a really good guy, and he brings everybody together. So it'll be interesting to see how Carolina reacts. Do they kind of spark off and win a few games off of this just energy-wise as a little bit of a spark plug? The draw for the next coach, the appeal is, I'm going to show up, I'm going to sign a huge contract, I'm going to get fired, and then I'll work. I'll get paid for free. I, won't, I don't have to work. It'll be awesome. I'll just do nothing, and I'll get paid. I like when these things like this happen. I like going back to the introductory press conference. Mm. It's on Panthers.com right now. You can read everything Frank Reich said when he was hired, and it's Mr. Tepper this, Mr. Tepper that. He talks about the, the four pillars of success that were built. He didn't last four minutes. Yeah. I'm excited to work for Mr. Tepper because if anybody knows analytics, it's him and all his businesses. He did some quick analytics and fired him after 20 seconds being there. Very strange. My biggest takeaway, though, you're terrified right now by this news if you're a Bears fan because you want the Panthers to just lie there and lose every single week because you have their pick, and that's number one. You love it if you're a Patriots fan or a Cardinals fan because if the Panthers get a couple of wins here late, 
you guys can move up to have the number one pick in a turgid NFL draft class. So there's ripple effects everywhere, mostly Patriots cards and Bears fans. Mm -hmm. That's it. It is curious that mm. Frank Reich was the decision that the Panthers went to last offseason, Peter, to your point, because they knew they were going to have a young quarterback. And in the hiring cycle last year, Peter, if you can remind us all, it was really Ben Johnson's name. You kept hearing the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. Just a crazy way this has happened where the Lions are flying high. Ben Johnson's offense looks great as he decided to stay with Detroit. And now, will he once again be a name that the Carolina Panthers look at because they need a guy to work with a young quarterback? Yeah, I think it would have kind of like it is. I think Ben Johnson was the number one guy in Carolina. Mm -hmm. He pulled his name out of contention because he went to North Carolina. He's a North Carolina guy. Mm -hmm. What now can David Tepper say to him? They didn't say to him last year. Sure. And what now can you tell? Like, is there an even more attractive job? Or at least, well, dollars matter. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. But there's a lot of young offensive coordinators. Mm -hmm. And I think to your point, Jamie, I would think young offensive coach to be with Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. I think they thought they were getting the veteran leader with him and Caldwell together for Bryce Young, but mm -hmm. it hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. Instead, I, just real quick on, on like the, if you're a player mm -hmm. and you're on this team and the coaches get fired back to back years and this one, what's the reaction in the locker room? Because I can't imagine they're awesome. Yeah, no, it starts, you start to think it's, an organization thing where it's just like if I'm a player it's like can we win here because you thought about last year when Steve Wilkes took over there were players outwardly coming out saying how much they liked Steve Wilkes so then it's just like no 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 guys I hear you but I got this guy he's the guy that's going to take us there and then when you move on from him after just 11 games like well if you were so sold on him and you're not even letting him finish the season it's like where do we go next so from a player standpoint it's just like uh, how much longer is my contract how do I get out of here Yeah. Uh, the Broncos they've won five straight they, along with the Eagles, have the longest active win streak in the NFL, but two vastly different season experiences for both of those teams. Uh, reaction, Peter, to a dominant Broncos win over the Browns? Yeah, the last two weeks they've won these games on primetime and in big spots, and they've done it by having these miraculous comebacks at the end, and Russell's had to throw the team on his back and find Samaj P. Ryan in a couple yep. screenplays and this miracle play to Sutton. Yesterday they played one of the toughest meanest, most physical teams in the league, and they worked them for 60 minutes and beat them up and down the field. Uh, there were a lot of questionable decisions by the Browns and not putting the ball in their quarterback's hands in key spots, whether it be the tush-push attempt or uh, when they did the pitch play to, to bring in the other guy to appear strong to throw the pass. Yeah. But don't take it away from Russell Wilson, what he's doing right now. He, you want to call it vintage, you want to call it current, you want to call it future, whatever it is. Last year, we spent an entire year looking at the trade compensation for the Seahawks and laughing at how dumb the Broncos were. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a good deal. Like, they got Russell Wilson as their quarterback. <laughs> look at all the terrible quarterback play in the league. Yeah, the Broncos have true. a guy. And look at this in the red zone this season. 34 of 50, 220 yards, 17 touchdowns and zero interceptions. When they get to the red area, they score. There is no better quarterback in the red zone than Russell Wilson. Say it, Peter. Russell Wilson MVP. Say it. Say it. Not going there yet. <laughs> but is there any quarterback playing better I right you. now? I and I, again, I go back to that trade conversation. Maybe we'll do a whole thing on it this week. But it was like for 18 months, it was like John Schneider fleeced George yeah. Payton. What are you what doing? Rainbow. How'd they do this? And look at all the first-round picks yeah. they collected. And that was fair because, you know what? The Seahawks did get that mighty seven seed in the playoffs last year <laughs> and lost in the wild card round. They got Russell Wilson, and they believed in Russell Wilson, and here they are. And I think if you look at the two trade pieces right now, like 
the Broncos, for the first time since making that trade, could say, like, from over the fence a little bit, be like, mm, we yeah. kind of like the trade. Mm-hmm. I think they should. Russell Wilson's playing amazing, and the Broncos are the hottest team in football. He is. They're rolling on offense right now. They're up 29 points against one of the best defenses in the NFL. And you have to look at Sean Payton, because you're talking about Russ and how much better he's playing. And Sean Payton came Great. in, and one of the first things he said is, we have to make things easier on Russ. We have to find a way to run the football. And that the Broncos have done. Yesterday, they had 38 rushes between the three running backs and Russell Wilson. Russ himself rushed the ball for 11 times. The difference is when you watch this Broncos offense this year, you're seeing Javante Williams. Samaje Piran had some nice runs yesterday. But then you're seeing Russ run around and create. We talked about it over the last few weeks of him kind of making something happen and just flipping it to Piran late in the games. You're seeing Russ kind of in his comfort zone as he's cooking. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've been able to run the ball. They had 169 rushing yards yesterday against the Cleveland Browns. Like, this is one of, the, one of the best defenses. They're not giving up any yards, and that was a season high for them. So I look at the impact of Sean Payton, that ha- ha- what he has had on this offense, mm-hmm. and Russell Wilson, and a lot of it has to do with him just handing the ball off and running it. Yeah, they haven't lost a game since October 12th. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a different world then. I don't even remember. Like, I feel like it was a different lifetime ago since their last loss. I think of Garrett Bowles there, like venerable tackle, mm-hmm. who had that soundbite where he's like, I've yeah. been here so many years, and mm-hmm. all we ever do is suck. I'm so tired of this. We've never won. Garrett Bowles was really good yesterday. Miles Garrett leaves the game, but before that, he was handling him like as, as well as anybody has. It's an interesting time right now for Broncos. They're about to go on the road for a month. Like that whole mile high thing that they've done, and they've had a lot of home games recently, and to their credit, they go on the road for three straight against a couple of teams that matter, like Detroit and Houston. But it is really fun. And I'm, I'm going to stop personally making Russell Wilson comparisons to the Seattle days. We, we see him run around in the red zone. We say, oh, Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin. Like that, that's over with. Mm-hmm. That is not, we're, we don't need to compare him to Seattle anymore. And Peter, I think you just put that to bed, the trade. That guy out there making plays and doing these brilliant things, they should have traded that much for him. Right now, he's playing that well. Last year, fine, it was a disaster. Who cares? I'm also done talking about last year. Sean Payton wasn't there last year. I'm also done about talking about the preseason where don't wear bucket hats and interviews. I don't know. It seemed like it was completely unnecessary. And now look at him right now. They haven't lost a game in six weeks. Maybe people like Sean Payton know a little bit better than people, I don't know, like us. The Broncos look really good. I'm happy for them. Interesting stretch over the next few weeks. See if they keep it up. Longest win streak in the NFL. Okay, one more thing that maybe we should stop referencing for the Broncos. Uh, how many points did they give up to the Miami Dolphins? Interesting you bring that up. They did give up 70. Should we stop doing that? Because I don't the defense know. is good. Because the You're defense right. in the last five games have really only good. given up 80 in five games. And yeah. this is from the defense. They gave up 70 in 60 minutes. I mean, that is a remarkable turnaround for Vance Joseph, who in the spirit of, oh, so letting coordinators go, so hot right now. Vance Joseph was very close, I bet. And I'm not that I have any inside right. knowledge to it, but why not? He was very close. 70 is a lot. Okay. And it, Sean Payton looked like he saw a ghost after that game. So, Vance Joseph, whether or not you were close to not being able to get this defense right, you figured it out. 70 in a game, 80 over the last five. I think we also... So we have a taboo list. Okay. I like, let's, let's try to do this as a group. When okay. we talk about the Broncos, yep. no mentioning times in Seattle with Russ was a couple years ago, yep. no talking about last year's Broncos, and no references to they gave up 70 points about two and a half months ago. Okay. Can we stick to it as and a group? And no bucket, hat, bucket hats and sunglasses. Sure. sure. I don't know. 70 points was this year. <laughs> I don't know if I'm... Long time ago, Jason. You <laughs> can get on board. World. Let's see who's the first to break it. Okay. Right, Sounds go. good. Coming up, uh, I think we'll do assignment on Good Morning Football. Uh, but is Bill Belichick going to get his classroom right up in New England? Mm. Have things officially fallen apart? What is happening with the Patriots? They fell apart on six weeks ago. Oh, yeah. class is failing right now. And they got shut out by the Saints or something like that? Did I, did I make that up?
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Take a look at the AFC playoff picture uh, through week 12. You're staring at the Ravens, occupying the left side of the screen, 9-3. and three. One seed after their win last night. Tight race up top, though. Chiefs, Jags, Dolphins. They all held the top spot at some point during the day yesterday. It was like blindfold pick a team, and they were at the number one seed. But the Ravens retained it on Sunday night. So whether it's an entire team, coach, player, what have you, what was the most impressive performance or what stood out to you yesterday, Jay? I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were the best. That was the best game in the 1 p.m. windows. You're watching. And this was a game where we talked about. This is the AFC South. You had Houston, you had Jaguars. And the Jaguars gave themselves a little bit more space in the division going up two games on the Houston Texans. And you're looking at Trevor Lawrence. And it was a really good game. He had one interception and the one interception he had. Ingram is held. It wasn't called. There's a lot of this, that, and the third. Probably shouldn't have been an interception. Who cares? He was unbelievable. 364 yards passing the ball. Found Calvin Ridley throughout that game. And he had the most yards passing of any quarterback in Week 12. But it's how he's led this Jacksonville Jaguars team. They're 8-3 right now. This is the best record they've had since 7 at this point in the season. They're 6-0 on the roll. They're finding ways to win games. And they got beat down by the 49ers. And they got right back on track. So this is a team, you think about Doug Peterson and took over last year. They had the first overall pick. They make it to the playoffs. They end up going to Kansas City, lose by seven. And now they're coming back this year. And just, all right, we're all the expectations were for Jacksonville and Duval to continue to grow, and they're rolling. Eight and three, the division is struggling a little bit other than the Houston Texans, but they're capitalizing on it. And C.J. Stroud was really good. So them being able to come away and walk away with a victory like that one against a good football team, I think will do measures for them. Broncos. 
Come on, six and five, the Broncos, they're one and five. Sean Payton's team had lost to the New York Jets, led by Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. There were celebrations by the Jets all over the place on their field in Mile High. And now they're six and five in a team that nobody wants to face. Jason mentioned this earlier with the Broncos. They ran for over 150 yards and didn't do it on anybody. Did it against a Browns defense we have compared to the 2000 Ravens on this show. Jim Schwartz and Sean Payton was supposed to be this showdown of offensive mastermind and defensive guru. Miles Garrett silenced by Garrett Bowles. Nothing from that Broncos offense was stopped by the Browns defense. And in fact, Safety. the Broncos defense was in such pursuit of the Browns quarterbacks. Whoever was in at the time, it was one of those deals where it felt like it was a lopsided game. It's one thing to win in the fourth quarter and do it with Russ's majesty and being able to do whirling dervishes and passes to Sutton and P. Ryan mm -hmm. and somehow making it work to Jerry Judy in the clutch. It's another thing to just go from wire to wire and absolutely kick the butt of a 7-3 and three team. That's what they did to the Browns. Browns defense is as good as any in the league, and the Broncos went up and down the field with ease, and then the Browns offense couldn't do anything against their defense. I got to say, Broncos right now, there are a lot of better teams in the league. I, I think if the playoffs were to start today, it'd be like, that's one of those where you're like, oh, we're playing the Broncos? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to face Russ with a Super Bowl ring and Sean Payton with a Super Bowl. Like, eh. yeah. There's other teams you'd rather face in the playoffs than them. I would say they're running right now, right? They I like the teams that come running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a whole species of teams this time of year. We're almost in December. That It was September wasn't great, maybe mm -hmm. even October, but they're coming running. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times those teams don't get in. They come up just mm. short because they don't have the wins, yeah. but they're dangerous as hell. I always say, like, Lions last year were textbook come running. They didn't get in, but no one wanted to play them. Maybe that'll be the Broncos. Also, I, I'm starting to feel more passionate about this as the show goes on. I'm not going to take any disparaging of Zay Flowers' celebration. Okay, go on. It seems to be like the moment that it's taken <laughs> over the show. Zay Flowers does a bouquet toss at a wedding, really executed good. really nicely, and then Lamar clowns it, which is funny, but let's just... I have seen way lamer celebrations over the last... I've got people ring around the rosy, and we're doing bowling pins, like... <clears throat> Did we do the old Trapper beef this week? I think I already have it. Anybody okay. who is going after Zay Flowers' celebration, this is just a sidebar. We'll get back to you it. You have to have a counter. You have to list our, your top five worst celebrations. I will. Okay. I will. Okay. I'll get some. I think I could, I could probably have I will. 10 okay. that are dumber than that one. <laughs> I like, I mean, I don't think it was, I don't it's think creative. that, like, split the atom, but, like, I, I've seen way worse. Yeah. The, the franchise quarterback says it's ass. No, I don't like it. Uh, I'm going to go to, um, you know, we every every um, show, every platform, every network, they spend half the game, half the show just doing predictions. This team's going to win. That team's going to win because people like it, allegedly. But it's almost, <laughs> almost impossible. I mean, it really is to not only get the right team right that was going to win, but to nail the score. It takes a real genius like this. This game right here, I'll tell you right now, the final score will be 16 to 10. It'll be 16 to 10. It'll be 16 to 10. 16 to 10. That was you mm. last week. Knew it was going to be the same. How did you do that? Because I know the AFC North, and I know when you've got quarterback play like we were expecting and defense like we were expecting, 16 to 10. Uh, you know what, Zay, throw it to me. I will take my flowers. Amazing. Ooh. Peter, you got it. I appreciate it. 17 to 10, we don't give a damn. No. 16 to 10, 10. you yeah. got it. Nailed it. So it's an interesting thing because I'm going to say the Steelers had the most impressive win yeah. despite only having 16 points. At this point, I feel like I've been doing this show so much, you got to look for things to get you excited. Sure. Something I get off on. Like, people are, like who mm -hmm. find themselves in the middle age, like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna start a vineyard or I'm going to, like, I'm going to play paddle tennis. No, I like saying things on the air that are facts or stats 
that I'm I'm really afraid aren't true. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm nervous about to say this because there, there's no way this could be true, but I think it is. The Steelers broke a streak of not having 400 yards of offense as a team. It's been 58 games since they had. That's over three seasons. Wow. That's Roethlisberger. Yeah. Like that's like that's a B. That like Antonio. They didn't have 400 Same yards in a time. game. All right. The Steelers as an organization had a streak of 58 straight games in which they didn't have 400 yards offense. They broke that streak. It's over. Matt Canada, whatever. I, I don't dance on your grave, but you, you, they did a great, great, great performance in which you have Najee Harris running free. You have George Pickens making play. You have Kenny Pickett looking like, oh, we can relax now. He isn't, uh, you know, Matt Jones. Like, it, like, he looks good. Like, he's trucking the ball around. I think it was a huge deal for the Steelers. 16 points is not going to blow anybody away against the Jake Browning experience, but they had life and they had quick strike and long play. 58 straight games, 108, 8, I don't care. It's broken. Now the Steelers can breathe and they win again. Quick strike Thank and you. long play. 16 to 10. We have to get to Ian, but I would be remiss not to mention this fine piece of denim I put on this morning. I was going to say the Chiefs, but we can get to Ian Rappaport. Uh, Ian, good morning. The Bengals, uh, they currently sit on the outside of AFC playoff contention. Uh, Joe Burrow was looking sullen yesterday, rightfully so. What's the outlook for him? Well, Joe Burrow has a big day today. Sources say he is set to have wrist surgery today. Uh, he is, of course, going to be out for this season, but repair the wrist ligament that he tore a week ago or so in an acute injury. Uh, he is not coming back, I would say, no matter what in the 2023 season, no matter how far the Cincinnati Bengals advance. So his recovery is important for 2024, not 2023. Jake Browning going to be the quarterback going forward, but obviously wishing a full recovery for Joe Burrow. Meanwhile, for the Cleveland Browns, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their starting quarterback, was knocked out of the game yesterday and a pretty nasty hit from Baron Browning. You saw him on the broadcast. He was sporting a nice bloody lip on the sideline. It was eventually evaluated for a concussion and then ruled out, which does give the uh, make the quarterback's uh, position in flux for the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, they have P.J. Walker who came in. They also have Joe Flacco on the practice squad. Be curious to see what decision they go to there. Uh, and then, of course, Miles Garrett also suffered a injury in this game. The potential defensive player of the year left the locker room in a sling, said he heard a pop. He's got an MRI today. Now, he is determined to play through this because he's a tough dude, and that's what he does. We will see if the doctors end up stepping in. But two big injuries to watch for the Cleveland Browns, who still, despite their quarterback situation, are very much in the playoff mix. Rapshi, thank you so much. Everything you just told us is interesting and important, and yes. I appreciate it. I have a statement I have to make, I guess. Go on. Kyle says the Steelers amassed 400 yards of offense for the first time in 58 games. Correct. Okay? I read that the Steelers had 421 yards of offense, the most total yards in 78 games. Right. We were both right. I was incorrect to question Kyle Brandt. I was incorrect to question this beautiful piece of paper that is such a help to us every Monday morning on Good Morning Football. Good job. It's fine. Move it's fine. it on. That was my my 30 seconds instead of getting to talk about the Chiefs, so I think it was an impressive game yesterday. Great um, you can see things like this on NFL+. Plus. Do you have it yet? If you don't, yeah. there's a Cyber Monday deal in your back pocket, yes. right? Now, NFL Plus Premium, $6.99 a month. See, this I can do. This one I don't get wrong. $6.99 a month for eight months. Uh, sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Offer ends today. Terms and conditions apply. Have it in the stock. Somebody give somebody sure. NFL Plus. Sure. Like a cute little gift card or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, still to come on Good Morning Football. Nate Burleson, where have Nate's you been? What's up, Nate? Where have you been? Nate selling socks or something? What do we got, Nate? <laughs> talk MVPs with. I'll buy them. <laughs>
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good morning, football. This is a guy who always kept it positive. Yeah. He is our, our, our friend and our brother here. I refuse to give him these formal introductions. Yeah. He's on CBS Mornings. And if you were to make a list of the top 10 most R-rated innuendos that have been said on Good Morning Football, <laughs> Nate would have eight. You think it's me? Like, Nate would have eight, if not nine. He is the Mr. Do-It-All. He is our guy. What's up, Nate? How you doing, buddy? Uh, what's up, baby? Hey, you getting nuts already. <laughs> Chill out, man. Relax. We haven't even got started. <laughs> That's what we do, baby. And, and if I had said, let's get nuts, you would have said something dirty about it. But let's go to something squeaky clean, but actually messy, Nate. MVP. Okay. We love talking the MVP, the campaign, who's winning, who's the front runner. Week 13, we don't have a front runner, or do we? Who do you like? MVP. Okay, speaking of runners, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill as okay. my front runner of the MVP race. And I know you're saying it's a wide receiver. What are you talking about, Nate? That doesn't happen. This isn't uh, Jer- Jerry Rice playing in the 90s. No, no, no. This is a wide receiver who is going to obliterate some of these records. And I'm talking about before we get to that added Week 17 game, I just feel like Tyreek Hill isn't getting enough credit. The fastest guy to 1,000 yards, and he is such a big part of this Miami Dolphins offense offense and typically when you have a wide receiver putting up these crazy numbers you look at the quarterback but I feel like and this is not being dismissive to Tua and his talent I just feel like Tyreek can take a five-yard hitch he could take a screen he could take a dig route he could take a small play and then turn it into a big one and then as far as the ones that take the top off the coverage he's pretty much unstoppable what are you going to play zone man either way you're going to have to pick your poison 
And by that, if you sip slow while picking your poison, something is going to kill you when you're playing against Tyreek Hill. Oh, oh he still hey. got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before I ask you my question, this is not from the script, Nate. You played your college ball in Nevada. Your wife went yep. to Nevada. Your son goes to Nevada. Yep. You're on CBS yep. where the Super Bowl is being played in Nevada. Nate, are you going to be hosting a Super Bowl party? And Come on now. Three of us, four of us, whoever is you want, can we all be attending in this party? I, I, can you invite us, the Good Morning Football crew? You don't even have to ask. You already know. If I do throw a party, you're all invited. And you know how we're going to kick this thing off. Mm-hmm. Just like when we would go to the airport, travel on our trips. I'm doing a double <laughs> shot right there at the bar across <laughs> from our gate. And then we're going to get this thing going. But I don't know. I'm working a few different jobs, so I might not be able to party. But if I do, you know we're going to party together, okay. Peter. Come on now. Come on. Good. That's what I wanted. Before we let you go, okay. uh, you right. have to talk to us about best of Super Bowl gospel celebration. What What is this? How did you get involved in this project, and what are we expecting when we tune into this? Yeah, it's one of the few NFL-sanctioned events that's been going on for 20-plus years, and this is a celebration of the past 25 years. It's presented by PNG, and I'm the host, and you're going to be able to see some of the acts from the past and celebrate faith football and of course some faith-based messaging i mean it's it's a beautiful thing because you have acts like kirk franklin who i love was always in the playlist when i was getting ready for a game gladys knight yolanda adams so many more snoop dogg even you know artists from different genres that are celebrating in in this gospel event and and what i love about it's the intersection between the sport that i love and music that played a role in my life Um, And it's a pretty awesome thing that's going on. So make sure you stay tuned for it. It's it's November 24th all the way through January 28th. They will have a presence in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Pretty dope event. Um, And and it's going to be something that you'll love to watch because it's going to feed your spirit. And then also keep an eye out for the NFL Players Choir. They've been doing this for a long time. Um, It's one of those things that, you know, players get to flex their muscles, their vocal muscles, and their faith outside of the game. It's going to fuel our spirit. Love That's it. what you do, Nate. And cool. I believe every single word of it. Watch that. Support Nate. Nate, we love you. Say hi to Gail and Tony and our guy Vlad. CBS Mornings, the best crew. The best show to watch during GMFB commercial breaks. That's what we always say. <laughs> That's love right. You, Nate. Thanks, That's right. Man. Spot on. Love you guys. Coach of the Week, which is basically Coaches of the Week. Because right. I'm going family style here for Thanksgiving weekend. Coaches of the Week are Matt and Mike. LaFleur. Let's look at what Matt LaFleur did on Thursday. The Packers off the mat go into Detroit on Thanksgiving, and the offense absolutely lights it up. Jordan Love had his best game as a professional, Mm -hmm. and the Packers got the big plays from Rashawn Gary and the defense when needed. Matt LaFleur's Packers written off by many. They've won a couple straight and suddenly are back in the playoff hunt. LaFleur kept his team in this thing dedicated and ready despite all the injuries across the board and no Aaron Jones. They still found a way. They have the upset victory on Thursday. Let's fast forward 72 hours. His kid brother, Mike LaFleur, who was the scapegoat in New York last year and fired by the Jets, comes along and is now the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. And they have this breakout game. The Rams have now won two straight games. And they, too, are five and six on the season and in the thick of the NFC playoff picture. You take a look at the two LaFleur brothers and what they did this weekend. Points, Rams, 37, 457 yards, 6.9 yards per carry, then Green Bay, 
even better on the yards per play. The LaFleur brothers, we see you on this Thanksgiving. They are our coaches of the week. Great, Peter. Can I shout out to Denny and Christy LaFleur? Give some love. The parents. Oh. Imagine your two Very sons good. are doing that on coaches a of one the week. single weekend. Denny LaFleur, Christy LaFleur, a coaching family going back several generations. Awesome. Pretty cool, Peter. Coach of the week times two. Let's go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 